0: Welcome back, pop culture fans, to the month of love. And you're joining us here on Quality Check Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me, linked in hand, across the internet is Drew Douglas. I'm so
1: glad that January is a bad time.
0: It's always kind of like a crap month, it feels. Oh, it's the worst. I hate, I hate January. Has this January felt different pop culture-wise than all other Januaries, or has it seemed pretty much the same?
1: I feel like it's been worse. Ooh. We had what? I've seen. I've only been to the theater once, and it was to see Megan. And I've had opportunities to see other things. I've just really had no desire to.
0: Yeah. Now, speaking of Megan, you what do you think about it? It, it
1: is what it is. It's a modern-day child's play. I had fun with some of the deaths. I liked when the uh, spoiler alert. she like kills the kid basically i thought that was i thought that was
0: great i think it's funny that the dance thing is what so many people were raving about you know like oh man this is amazing and then she only dances for like 3 seconds <laughs> yeah
1: it, you know, we get to the, we're introduced to like an earlier robot version that the the woman's created and then it comes back in the end in that final stretch i'm like okay let's wrap this up we're getting at least one sequel, and you know they're going to do, like, five more.
0: Oh, yeah. Megan 2.0? At least that's going to be the sequel. And then, so, Allison Williams is returning. I don't know in what capacity. I bet it's going to be a small role. I think that we'll see her in the very beginning, but she's taking on, like, the executive, pro- one of one of the executive producers, or I think producer title. She was an executive producer on Megan but for 2.0, she's going to be one of the uh, top producers for this. What do you think about her in this movie? And do you like Allison Williams overall?
1: I'm pretty indifferent on her, I think. And okay. I don't care. I mean, I don't care about
0: her at all. Because that's now we've had on Blumhouse. We had her on Get Out and then this. And then it was funny. I always forget about this, but the Netflix movie Perfection. Did you ever see that?
1: No, never saw. You know why? Cuz I don't care about Allison Williams. Oh. <laughs> she was a drag on Girls and that's really what I know her from
0: besides Get Out. Uh, I
1: just don't care. And then she's Brian Williams' daughter. I don't care. Yeah,
0: that's right. Um I never uh I never watched Girls. Um I don't think she's like a bad actress. I think she's fine in this movie.
1: Her character just kind of sucks. <laughs> You know, she just has she's like inherits this little girl and then basically pays no attention to it.
0: <laughs> and allows a, a a doll like Megan to end up literally wreaking havoc on on her home life.
1: Raise this, raise this girl, which I do think is kind of interesting. Is it goes beyond child's play in that it's something created that essentially replaces the parent. Yeah, which I do think is a more interesting angle. It's just we've seen this a thousand times, and by the end of it, I was like, let's wrap this up. Kill the doll. Yeah. Kill the robot. Uh,
0: You know, it's interesting because I think that there are a few interesting things that this movie ended up bringing up for Megan. In terms of, like, raising – it's basically, like, what parents used to do in putting their kids in front of TVs. Now they're doing that, but they're just giving them a doll or, like, AI or something like that. So, you know, like put this in, you could say TV, video games, whatever. I think this is an interesting way of like moving that forward in terms of what that could end up looking like. And that is like a scary thing. Um, It did seem, it is interesting because it's kind of like a, once again, a little bit like a Twilight Zone episode um, in a sense. But it just made me kind of want to see more Twilight Zone. I know you were talking about rewatching The Comedian. Uh, the Jordan Peele, the first episode of the Jordan Peele uh, Twilight Zone episode. So I need to go back and rewatch it. I know that uh, you've you've done. Ha- have you just done that one episode?
1: Uh, I've done a few. I've been doing it in, in black and white, which I think kind of doesn't make oh, it. Yeah. It doesn't make it new, but it makes it feel new somewhat. Now, last night I watched something. And I don't know if you've seen it yet. And they announced the Oscar nominees the other day, which. I don't really care about. We say that every single year, but I finally got around to watching Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Oh yeah, have you seen that yet?
0: I yes, I did. I I got to see it. Thank thank goodness.
1: All right. Do you think it's overrated or rated just about right?
0: I'd say it's rated about right. Now, here's the thing. The reason why I say that too is the multiverse stuff is where they end up expanding on that, doing something that I feel like we didn't get out of Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness in terms of it being multiverse. An
1: actual multiverse where we're...
0: Yeah. Um, I dug Jamie Lee Curtis, Michelle Yeoh's awesome. I love um, the actor who played... Uh, uh, the Goonies, and then Indiana Jones Temple. He was awesome. I love him. It's okay.
1: Just call him just Call him short, Rand. Yeah,
0: okay. and then, um, uh, crap. The, uh, what they were able to do on such a smaller budget I think is great. Now, here's a funny thing. I saw that, and I went and watched the Daniels movie that they came out right before, that Swiss Army man. Never saw that movie until I saw everything everywhere all at once. Not a fan of Swiss Army. Man.
1: I think Swiss is good up until the
0: ending, and then I do not like the ending and that and that's another thing where I think it was just the end and I'm like what' like i I just I think I have an issue with watching something
1: investing in someone, and then you feel like you've been duped and i did I didn't like the fat- like final fifteen ten fifteen minutes,
0: yeah, I was
1: like really that's what we're ending with this. I yeah. didn't think everything everywhere was that great. I liked it. I like that at the heart of the story, it's actually very small and personal, but I don't know. Like, this is the movie that is nominated for like 11 awards. I don't, I don't understand that at all.
0: It's interesting also, since that was one of the movies that came out early at the beginning of last year. I want to say that was a Jan- what, like a January or February release.
1: I'm pretty sure that was like summertime.
0: Oh. I think okay. that's still some- playing in some of our
1: theaters, too.
0: They are bringing back, obviously, a lot with uh, the nominations after those have come out. They, they've brought a lot of movies back to the theaters, and I saw that they're uh, coming out with that again.
1: You're and kind one of close. Th- March 11th. Well, March 25th. Okay. Here.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that's – because I felt like it was early on in the year, um, and the reason why is I thought, well, if it's coming out so soon, it's not going to get nominated for anything. But um, the other thing is I think watching – Everything, everywhere, all at once. Then Swiss Army Man. I liked elements of Swiss Army Man, but the Daniels, the two directors behind both films, have such a unique style. I think you're going to love it, or you're going to hate it.
1: I think I, I, I think I kind of prefer Swiss Army Man, if I'm being honest.
0: Is that is it just because of the sim, like the simplicity of that, of like the a smaller scale story, it being more personal? That reason? I think it's just the absurdity of Swiss Army Man. And that you're like able to
1: again, this is why I don't like the ending, really, is like I felt for this guy. You, you know, we're watching the craziest things imaginable, and I feel like there's a sympathy towards this character that's just completely thrown out the window by the end of the movie. Well, that was that was our Oscar twenty twenty three talk. Yeah. Front runner for Best Picture. And I've only seen, I think, five of the ten. So I got some work to do, but the fable mints I keep seeing is like the clear front runner. I still haven't seen that yet.
0: We'll see, but I just don't think it's going to win. I don't.
1: And, you know, like Top Gun's not going to win. No. Avatar, I, I guess that you're honoring um, just the amount of effort and time that went into that because that's not a Best Picture movie as much as I love Jimmy C. I haven't seen, uh, I, like it, I don't know. I don't even know if everything is a, a Best Picture nominee. Or at least a winner. That doesn't feel like a, a best picture winner to me. It's It does seem like this year they're definitely trying to appeal to a broader audience in terms of some of these nominees. But you have to know those things are not going to win.
0: Yeah, I think, I think they are doing that. And then beyond that, I think they're going to do what they've done the last, what, two or three years, where they're going to spread the love. They're going to give, like, one, one nominee they'll give the winner here or give a winner to this picture. That way, like, one movie doesn't just, like, run away. Like, it's Lord of the Rings, Return of the King or something like that. I think where that movie ended up, what was it, won, like, 13 awards, 11 Oscars, something like that. I don't think those day. I'm not going to say those days of movies doing that is over, but it's going to be very rare, and I think this year... We're going to see where they'll spread the love. So it could end up being where The Fableman's wins. But if it wins Best Picture, that movie's not winning a single other award. Not for directing, not for cinematography, nothing else. That's going to be its one award. I think that's the way they're going to treat a lot of these movies. It's like, all right, Michelle Yeoh wins for Everything Everywhere. So Best Supporting Actress is going to be Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. That's that movie's one award. I think... We're going to see a lot of things like that. I could be wrong, but that's what I'm thinking.
1: Well, Steven's going to win a probably best director.
0: He, yeah, and I, that, yeah, I could see that. Honestly, I could see that. This would be the the number one movie for him to win. I think for that. Um, so, I know that we went into Oscars talk, but as I said at the beginning, it is a new month. It's February, and we can talk about pop culture picks. And we have our list, our top three things that we're excited that's coming out in the month of February. We want to share that love with you. could be anything under the sun that's pop culture related. Uh, Drew, let's start with you. What do you have at your number three?
1: I feel like I had a tough time last month. I I had a hard time this month, too. My number three is one that I'm not even that excited for. (laughs) 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 It's uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumania, and it hits theaters February 17th. Marketing for this so far has been very underwhelming to me. I was hyped for it. And then everything I see for it, I'm just like, I don't have much of an interest. I think this gets a pick, though, because I'm just curious where the MCU goes next, because this is the third movie in the Ant Man franchise but it also is establishing the MCU's next major villain, which is Kang, played by the great Jonathan Majors. I saw the new trailer for this finally the other day, and I'm like, okay, that's probably the best look that we've gotten so far. But I don't know. I can't get excited for this anymore. And I, This is number three because I couldn't find anything else.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. This month, it's funny because I originally thought the same, and then I started coming across a ton of stuff, several trailers for things coming out, and uh, now I uh, I've I've got some picks, but I'm the same as you. You say that you're not that excited about Ant Man, and like my number three, I kind of feel the same. Where it's like it's kind of it's I don't know. I it could be good, it could be like a sleeper something I'm not expecting. But um, I'll talk more about Ant-Man coming soon. Oh. But I'm not going to talk about it just yet. Because my number three, and I sent this to you one night, and I ended up, basically for the last three months, my Apple TV Plus keeps getting renewed because I just keep forgetting to cancel it. Um, And... I am taking use of other Apple products, but Apple TV is kind of like a bonus. I don't really watch it a lot, but there are a lot of things I do want to see. In February, they're releasing quite a bit, honestly, that I'm at least interested in. And my number three is coming from Apple TV Plus, releasing on Valentine's Day weekend, February 17th. It's going to be a brand new show featuring our favorite Billy C. Billy Crudup is... And Hello Tomorrow, and the synopsis for this is it follows a group of traveling salesmen hawking lunar timeshares. It looks like it's set in the 50s, and they're about exploring, like going to the moon, but it's almost like a mix between Tomorrowland and... um, Oh shoot! The Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, uh, going to Mars. It's like visiting Mars, but it's like this. uh, Why am I blanking on the name of that?
1: Yeah, what was that movie called?
0: Um, uh, not Red Notice. uh, It's freaking The Rock. Jeez, why am I? uh, Oh, jeez. All right. Total Recall. Total Recall. Yes. Okay. Okay. So (laughs) I was
1: like, I. It was almost too obvious. Then I was like, that's got to be it. Yeah. No,
0: that's it. Okay, so that's, uh, it looks like a mix between those two movies, but this is a TV show, so I'm curious, like, how well this will end up doing, Uh, but the trailer, at first, I'm like, yeah, I don't really know, because Billy sees in this, I don't know a lot of other um, actors or actresses who are in this show, except for Jackie Weaver, Um, but... Like Apple shows, I don't really know a lot about either. Um, And then, you know, I love Apple shows.
1: I think that is like the the hidden streaming service.
0: That and and that's where another reason why I wanted to bring this up because I know you've watched more like Blackbird. I want to see. I have not watched it. Um, There's the uh, the like Who Done It show. It was like, is it not? Yeah, the After Party. The After Party. Yeah. So I know you've seen a lot more than I. Does this show look interesting at all? I'm not dying to watch it,
1: but I love Billy C. I'm
0: I'm hoping that this could end up being, like I said, a surprise. But once again, I could go either way with this. Right now, I'm choosing listed as my third option, which is my wild card.
1: Really bad number three. Yeah, not great. You know, it's it's not good when we are very mixed to just have no excitement Mm -hmm. for something that we're is in our top three of, you know, most Yeah,
0: I mean, heck, we even had January. We had a decent list for January, I think. And so February is like kind of going, it's like the sophomore slump month of the year so far. So not off to a great start.
1: It's weird because I think my first two, I had two locked in. And then I really was in like desperation mode to find number three. And it felt like the anxiety you would have in school when you're like trying to crank out an assignment and you know you haven't done all the work. (laughs) And I had that today at work. Like I have to find a number three. And it was filling me with this weird, like nostalgic anxiety that I haven't felt in a long time. And it's, you know, I could just be like, I don't even have a number three. It doesn't even matter. (laughs) But I still had this weird feeling. All right, my number two is something that perhaps a 37 year old man shouldn't have this as his number two it's uh, the new season of Outer banks now no shame Ooh. I love this show uh, all of season three starts streaming on Netflix starting February 23rd have you watched this at all no but I want to it's a uh, I think you uh, you and your your girlfriend would enjoy it because it's like this teen it's all teenagers it's like an adventure mystery set. In the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And the very first season follows like these kids trying to find this legendary treasure. So that's kind of how it starts. And then we have some teen drama um, that's been building for a couple seasons. Uh, one fun fact, while this is set in North Carolina, they shoot it in Charleston, South Carolina, which is a place that my wife and I love. And would love. we go there, would love to live there. And they film this show in and around Charleston. And we were there last summer when they were shooting season three and we were on the hunt for, you know, where they were shooting it. Maybe we could catch a glimpse, but we never, we never managed to do that. But it was cool to see some of the spots where they, that, you know, that we recognize from the show.
0: That, that honestly would be a lot of fun to end up. I'm not going to say, yeah, it would be stumbling upon, but like to see that, that, that would be cool.
1: It's, it's fun it's a good coast I love the coastal vibe I love beachy stuff um this is coming out in February obviously and it's not summertime but it has the summer vibes that I'm looking forward to just uh something to look forward to you know warming up and then just I don't know something about this show like it's not like great but it's, it's fun. like a notch above yeah it's fun it's like a notch above like uh a good like old CW teen soapy show
0: yeah, honestly, that's where sometimes we just need a show like that. And I think that this, looking at the trailers, it seems like you know what you're getting into. But I, I dig that. I'm, I'm here for it. It's not on my list. And the main reason is since I need to catch up and watch the others. We we almost we almost uh, started that sh- this show, my girlfriend and I, during the beginning of the pandemic, and, and we didn't. Um But we, now, can you with
1: Netflix? Can
0: you can you guys watch in different areas? Like at the same,
1: what is that even called? Like share do, a screen, or something? The, yeah, screen share.
0: We were doing that with Hulu last night, actually. And I does it
1: sync up well, or does it have
0: issues? We normally end up uh, pausing, and normally I let her or I get ahead a little bit. That way, I can I listen the audio, and then I'll keep pausing it like second at a time. until yeah, try I try to figure it out, get it just right because. Honestly, that drives – I I feel like screaming if it's just a little out of sync. I can't take it. Uh, But if it's right in sync – and normally we've gotten really good about that uh, where it gets right in sync. Well,
1: it's weird that you can't – she can't just like watch your screen.
0: Yeah. Now, Hulu and I believe Amazon and maybe Disney, Netflix – I don't know. I don't think Netflix is that way.
1: Well, they're a bunch of cheap bastards. I just saw before before we started recording that they want to end the password sharing by March. I think they're in for a rude awakening.
0: Yeah, I, I think that we're going to see a huge shift, that's for sure. But according to their last earnings call, they ended up gaining subscribers because of that in those places where they ended up forcing those. Um, and I don't know if that was like, all entirely subscribers, but they went up in subscribers. So like, hey, we're actually making money. Um, Interesting. They,
1: did you know they they've added trivia? Oh no, they did. Like, I found this and I was doing it. Um, and you can do like one player, two player, and it's like trivia, and you just try to build up your score. And it's kind of it's like interactive. It's kind of oh, fun. That is actually, huh? So uh, I don't know. They're doing different things to get people to come. And I don't know if I told you. My HBO Max subscription ran out. Yeah,
0: does it feel weird? And it was
1: uh, a little bit, but it was nice not seeing a seventeen dollar <sighs> charge come out. You know, of all the all the freaking services, that's the most expensive yeah. one. And I f- was realizing I'm using that maybe the least. Oh wow! I feel like uh, yeah, in recent some shows wrapped up that I liked, and I still they're like I never saw season two of the White Lotus, so I need. To, I'll have to get it again at some point, but yeah, I don't know that that the price. Something about that price is
0: steep. It's hard to swallow. It's steep, yeah, yeah, it's too steep. And we're getting to a point where there are so many streaming options that whenever you feel that way, it's time to just let it go. And
1: it's too much. I I think it's crazy. I can get Disney, Hulu, and ESPN Plus for fourteen, and they're charging me more, like two dollars more, for HBO Max. And we use I use Hulu at this point i think more than anything because they have so many great fx shows
0: and i oh, see that's funny because with hulu for me i i got rid of it because i couldn't t- i did the black friday deal 2 years ago this year i couldn't use it because of my account and so i'm like oh, all right well i guess i'll just not like i just won't get it and then but i i got it recently however i'm doing the free trial and i'm just going to do it until that runs out and then i'll wait until they send me another free trial and then i'll use that so i know it sounds dumb (laughs) i
1: told you i did no 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 i did i did that for showtime to catch up on or uh, with stars to catch up on heels watch that and now i'm doing it with showtime to catch up on some movies and then i'm doing yellow jackets uh i do have a trial for hbo max on amazon prime that i can use whenever i need to um and i probably shouldn't say this and you already know about this I got Paramount Plus in November. Oh, yeah. My subscription ran out in December. I'm not being charged for it, but I've never lost service. <laughs> so for the last two months, I've been watching Paramount Plus without paying a dime. And it is, I can't thank them enough.
0: Yeah. I And so for me, I'm keeping HBO for now. and uh, But that—that that is weird. Uh, as far as like Netflix, they have to start doing certain things to end up enticing you. And I think the games option, that's an interesting concept. So, uh, but I got to check out, I do like some trivia, so I'll have to check that out later. So my number two is your number three. I am excited. And the thing is, that's getting me excited for this is Jonathan Majors. I can't wait to see what they're gonna do with him and Kang. And there's an interview that just dropped uh, this afternoon. I wanted to watch and it's like a seven minute interview. And they're talking just with him about Kang and his take on variants and all of that stuff. And I'm excited to watch it. I'm not even seeing a little bit of it. But I'm curious to see just kind of the inside of him. Because, you know, the great thing is we get this and then we've got Creed 3 coming out in March. So we're getting a double dose of Jonathan Majors. Um, Also, I'm curious to see, like, what are they going to do with Paul Rudd, Scott Lang, Um, in this. I do have an anticipation, like I'm thinking that um, Hank Pym, played by Michael Douglas, he's going to die. I have a feeling he's a goner, and I feel like maybe Michelle Pfeiffer, maybe she's a goner, or she might end up taking Michael Douglas's place. Uh, But this is Something that I'm, I've am i heard that it's goofy in parts, and I'm worried that it might go like Thor Love and Thunder goofy. I mean, he, Rudd cited Thor Ragnarok as like this is... There was a
1: shift in that franchise, and that this is kind of their shift. So that doesn't... I don't know if that makes me happy or not.
0: And that's another thing where I wonder, since this... The first two Ant-Man movies are... Light and tone. So I wonder if this is going to be as serious. Like it's going to, to take that 180 where that is a shift in that way. And I do think that's going to be the case. Um, but I have also heard that it's goofy. I've I've stayed away from spoilers. So I'm, I don't really know what to say to back that up in terms of how it's goofy. Um, but I do see that we've got some Modoc in the trailers. Um, that's going to be interesting because... Uh, someone did a freeze frame to see the face of who is going to be playing modok do you know who that is or want to know i i do yeah i know i feel like that's okay. well known okay okay cool. i don't know
1: if we need to say it. let's not say it but
0: yeah and that i and i won't uh but with you knowing though that to me is like oh that's an interesting direction i wonder what they're How they're going to address that, but so there are elements that it makes me excited. But I'm sure Modoc's going to be a complete just
1: like joke fest. I guarantee you, it's just nothing but. That's where all the dick jokes are going to come from. (laughs) I've started. I don't. I don't know if I ever told you this. Rewatching all these movies, I've started keeping tabs of all the dick jokes (laughs) for every single movie, and I've had I think two so far that have not. So on one of these, we'll do this at some point. We'll break, we'll just do an episode of just MCU and penis jokes. We'll call it the DCU. Because they can't control themselves half the time. You know, there's always got to be two or three.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, Either, uh,
1: I Maybe I I would, you know, there's got to be humor in it because that they've established that. And Paul Rudd's funny. You can have that yeah. in these movies. But I do think of all of these, this will be the the most serious. Now, percentage-wise, chance that they actually kill off Ant-Man?
0: I think they will, but it's going to be like a variant. I think they're going to like... So there's a scene that we see him jump from like his body, and it's like he duplicates himself. I think we kill that duplicate, like that other version. I think... Or... We'll end up killing the real one, and we're left with the duplicate. And it's like, oh, that'd be awful. Which I don't, I I don't think. I don't think that's going to happen. I do think that,
1: and they've done that with Gamora too. True, Gamora's dead, and then we we got like this alternate version, which is we'll see how that goes. But I don't like that.
0: Yeah, and I don't think I don't think they will. I think it'll get close, but I think Kang in that fight scene between Kang and Scott, and he's like. Which I do love that quote. He's like, I don't have to win. We just both have to lose or something like that. Which I, I think it's cool. Um, I, I love the I love him stomping on his mask. <laughs> that was cool. Violently. Um, just
1: yes. Just like I, I I hope he's out for blood.
0: Yeah. And I think he I, I think this will set the tone for that. I think people will die. I just don't think he I don't think Scott will. That's where I predict that. Hank will die. He'll, like, sacrifice himself or something like that. I do think that we've got more to explore with Michelle Pfeiffer's character, but I think Hank might be at the end. Like, I don't know what else we can really do with Hank right now. Um, I think there's more to go with uh, Scott Lang, especially with his daughter. I think there's more to explore. So, no, I don't think he's a goner.
1: That'd be a crazy ending, though, you know, because it's all about recapturing time lost. With, a, with in this case, his daughter. So what bigger ending is there than to kill him?
0: You know, and with this going into the next phase, what would be actually a baller move by MCU is now they've established like these younger characters and they start killing off like the older ones, like Ugh. Scott They've Lings. already
1: done that. It, it sucks. It sucks balls. Yeah. <laughs> So
0: honestly, I don't know. They mightn't, but no, I don't think they're gonna kill off Ant Man. I think Scott Lane, he's okay. I don't think so either. That would
1: be that'd be a shocker, but I don't think they have the stones to do that. Yeah. All right, my number one is no surprise. What if it actually wasn't Knock at the Cabin? Oh, that would be amazing. Uh, M Night Shyamalan's new thriller in theaters February third. Now I don't think we need to spend very much time on this because this was my most anticipated movie of 2023 it's what i listed on our last podcast so i go listen to that if you want to hear more i don't
0: know <laughs> like i don't know what, what else there is to say necessarily I, you know it's funny because with this as we've gotten closer my hype has grown and that's why it's my number one as well oh for real um, no yeah wow this yeah, so the main reason is with Knock of the Cabin, I've heard so many great things about the story. And one being that Stephen King was praising the story whenever the book came out, and he was he's like, Go read it. He's like, It's terrifying. And um, if it if Stephen King's saying something that's terrifying, you immediately have my attention. And now that M. Knight is turning that into a movie. That gets my attention and also the choice of actors who he's picking. We've got Dave Bautista, Rupert Grant, and um the lady from Get Out. <laughs> the um, lady
1: from Get Out. But I not can't,
0: I can't think. but not Allison
1: Williams, the other lady.
0: Yeah, exactly. The cause she's got a that uh that look, uh that I'm like, oh man. I love it. That like-
1: should have been in the marketing. Dave Bautista, Rupert Grant the lady from get out
0: lady from get out
1: have we ever had a number one the same before i don't know if we've ever maybe for like i don't man avengers endgame or something like that but i feel like this is never i I think this might be the first time in history that you and i have ever had the same number one i
0: i'm i'm thinking
1: back like even with like halloween ends that was my number one i don't think you had did you have that on your list because you'll sometimes leave things off because you know i'll have it so that's how you kind of like have things covered i don't know we need one of our loyal fr- f- fans friends to too. call us yeah f- friend or fan we need you to listen to every episode that we've done of these and then see if we've ever lined up for the number one because i for some reason i don't think we ever have
0: man i'm going through my list now i don't think so
1: well, we just made history. And it, of of course, a Shyamalan film. <sighs> Movie number 14.
0: Yeah, so this is going to... This, this will end up being a... Man, I just... Are you nervous as it gets closer?
1: Well, I, I will say, and I'm not going to get into thoughts. I did finish the book. It'll be interesting to see how uh, true to the book he stays. It's interesting, too, because in his filmography, most of his stuff is original, and this is he's adapting a book. It was a screenplay that someone adapted, and then he rewrote it. And then most of his stuff is original content. I know Old was based off a a graphic novel. Mm -hmm. Um, The Last Airbender, obviously, was a property beforehand, but this is like... It's, I'm just saying it's unusual territory for Shyamalan, so I'm, I'm interested to see how he is at adapting something.
0: Well, so do you, based on the trailers and what you've seen, do you think that he's changing or has changed based on what you've seen so far?
1: I Everything that I've seen in the trailer, I'm like, oh, I remember that part. I know that part. I know this part. So I bet it's pretty accurate. We'll get into... We're going to do our Rotten Tomatoes predictions next for media and this. And I guess we could do that now. I don't even know if we even keep track of who gets stuff right or wrong anymore because I got my butt kicked last year.
0: You did... Now, here's a funny thing because I was going through this and I was looking at... uh, You won Avatar, The Way of Water. Um, You did get that. You guessed 76, and I I guessed 80. So I've got... I've got these tallied but it's been a while. It's actually it feels like it's been a while since we've gone over this. Well, what did Avatar um, drop to? And you're 77.
1: Yeah, cuz it was 78 for a long time. It was right in between both of us.
0: Yeah. So 77. So you clearly picked that one up and then um so the that was that was the last one we guessed violent night. And Avatar. And we went over Violent Night, and and then I ended up uh, getting Violent Night.
1: I think we Um, just... I mean, we're making this up on the fly. Let's just keep tabs from here to the end of the year. (laughs) This is going to be... It'll be the longest Rotten Tomatoes of all time.
0: The make or break.
1: And we won't do anything like any bonus points. It's just straight up. You either get a point or you don't. We'll start with Ant-Man Quantumania. Now, the OG movie, 83% are Rotten Tomatoes. Ant-Man and the Wasp, 87. That is obscene. Big
0: jump. Well, it is with critics. Why, though?
1: I don't understand why that's 87. That movie's not that great. It's okay. That is like the most mediocre (laughs) MCU movie. It's not bad. There's good things about it, but that is one of my least favorite MCU movies. You want me to go first since I've been sucking yeah, ass. Yeah, why not?
0: This? I'm gonna lock in 77. percent Oh, interesting. Okay, that is very interesting. Um, all right, because I think this will drop. I think this will end up being like too ambitious or whatever, and it's going to um, detract some of the critics in terms of like, well, this is, not necessarily like Ant Man's not fun or this isn't fun. I think that. Mo some of it will be fun or seen as fun. Um I'm lower, but still de- an, a decent grade. I'm going with eighty two percent.
1: Well, you're higher than I am.
0: Yeah. I still like I said, I think it's a decent it's decent. Well, the one reason I I drop mine down too
1: is I would have guessed heading into Wakanda Forever that was
0: easily high eighties, low nineties. That was eighty four percent. Yeah. And I don't fully understand uh, why. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel the same, especially comparing that to, like, say, um, Love and Thunder, which I think is interesting. I'm not saying that we're on the MCU hate train, but I think right now the idea of what was once a... I don't know. I can't really say blinders, but when everyone... These aren't
1: slam dunks anymore. Yeah,
0: exactly. So I think this is going to follow that.
1: Yeah, we're in territory where... There's now movies that I don't care about. Yeah, I'm now walking away being like, I just I'm not interested in the direction that some of this is heading. Because Wakanda was fine, Love and Thunder I didn't was not good, and then Multiverse of Madness uh, I don't know, and even No Way Home it's just it does not hold up on repeat. But we don't need to get into that now. This is the juicy one. M Night Shyamalan's 14th movie knock at the cabin which we just talked about i did the calculations of all of his previous 13 movies the average rotten tomato score do you have a prediction of the average score of all of the uh, his 13 movies prior to this put together
0: i think it's going to be lower i think it's going to be about 65%
1: it was much lower than i would have guessed and then calculating, I'm like, oh, this makes total sense.
0: 47%. What?
1: His average Rotten Tomato score, 47%. The highest being Good. The Sixth Sense at 86%, which is too low. The lowest wow. being The Last Airbender <laughs> at 5%. Wow. So here we go. We'll just do a rundown here, starting from the beginning. Wide Awake, 45%. I don't know how many reviews for Wide Awake. That was 1998. It was not a big movie. Probably not a ton. Six cents, 86%, which, like I said, is way too low. Unbreakable, 70%, way too low. Though I think if that was released now, people would appreciate that a lot more.
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: Signs, 75%. The Village, 43%. This is when when his career is just like off the rails. (laughs) Lady in the Water, 25%. Rewatched that a couple weeks ago. It is very, it's an imperfect movie, but there's, it's like when the movie's about to go off the edge into total absurdity, Shyamalan does something brilliant that brings me back into it. And I actually kind of like that one Mm. quite a bit more Rewatching it. It's probably the third time. I hadn't seen it in a long time. Third or fourth time I've seen that. And then the James Newton Howard score is incredible. Mm. The music is so good. The Happening, 17%. Again, a good, awful movie. Last Airbender, 5%, which is just trash. After Earth, 12%. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have The Rebound, The Visit, 68%. Split, 78%. Glass, 36%. Not good, but I do like that one. I've grown on that one a lot. And then Old, 50%. I don't, why do people not like this movie?
0: That's a surprise. Even with the audience score, and I know those are—that's tricky to say—and that's at fifty-three percent. That's way too low. Yeah, I don't get and it. That,
1: and that—and there's a guy at work I talked to. He's not a fan of this. I'm like, what? What is it? And he's like, I just couldn't get into it. And I'm like, hmm. well, did the twist factor into it? Because I do forget that has a twist of why it's happening. Yeah. And it, I mean, he was like, partly, but it's something about that movie people just don't like. It's weird. Which
0: is, that is odd to me, too, because I, it's one of those... I couldn't stop thinking about it after seeing yeah, it. Yeah, and I also, I, it's one of those movies, too, that I wanted to uh, see with my dad. Because I felt like my dad would really like it. And to date, I don't think he's uh, he's watched that movie. And I have thought about before Knock at the Cabin, seeing if he wanted to see that. And then see if he wanted to go see Knock at the Cabin. Because, um Old is like, I feel like it is such an underrated thriller, one that we've received, and that came out in 2021. Um, was now was that like January, February 2021, two years ago, almost a full two years ago? Yeah, um, that was one of the first movies I saw when I moved here. And I, so that's a that movie that was a summer movie, though, I'm pretty sure, because I remember they released that was one of the few trailers we got during the super bowl i believe and um and that would was it maybe maybe it was that was july yeah that was okay july. so in that case the super bowl of 2021 so with that being the case that movie old when it came out that was at a time kind of a weird time in the pandemic where it's like what the want to call it the second or third wave or whatever it was what was happening it was still a weird time to go to the theaters and there's hesitation, but I remember going in and seeing this movie, and I'm like, the this kind of movie is why I like the theater experience. Because I remember it wasn't anything wild in the theater, but it was just like that M night, what you get with some of the camera angles and shots and just the feeling of eeriness. And it was just like a good movie. It was a fun movie to see, and it's one of those that I wish more people went to go see because it only made like 48 million, right? It was a, a relatively yeah. low. Disappointing. Yeah, and it should have made way more. And I think the acting is, is awesome. Um, I enjoy it.
1: That That is like his, and I know it's an adaptation, but it is him doing a Twilight mm-hmm. Zone. Very much so. I don't know. I think that's uh, I think that's underrated. Bearing. I don't know. I think in my Shyamalan rankings, that's maybe number five, maybe number four, but it's higher than a lot of other people. It's yeah. not the cabin though. Movie number fourteen. You get to go first on this one. I this one's kind of tough. I don't know. Again, it, adapting a book is hard. And then I don't know.
0: I I. I don't know what to expect. I think... So this is... This is so... I feel like I'm going to be... It's... This is... I don't... don't, I'm kind of at a loss of words for what my prediction will be because this will be the second highest if I go with my score, which I'm going to. And it's going to be just under the sixth sense and just above split at 80%. Mm. Ooh! I think this movie will get... Good reviews. Um, I think even though it is tough to adapt a book for the big screen, I do think that the book was so well received that this movie will – and there's a lot of buzz going into the fact that this is going to be the movie that will take over the premium screens, that Avatar has dominated for a while, it's coming from Universal, M. Night's kind of in this wheelhouse again of like bringing a story that is very M. Night-like. I think that this movie will just resonate in a way that some of his other movies normally don't because of it's not an ensemble. But the characters that he's juggling in a small space, I think it's going to be referred a lot to modern day Hitchcock, which is not uncommon. Even the the posters, the marketing for this is
1: very Hitchcock-esque. If you've seen some of these posts. And I think
0: they're going I think a lot of critics are going to go back to that and say, I dig that, I like it. And then it's like M night's back. I feel like they're that's probably gonna be the case. That's why I'm going with
1: 80%. And we'll say M night's been back.
0: Exactly. He's never you know, freaking left.
1: He well, he did leave a little bit, but he's been that's back true. for quite a while. Uh, you know, having read the book, I'm gonna say this is pretty easy to adapt. I'm a little more gun shy on this. Just like I think people just like to rip him.
0: Sadly, I could I'd see that, and 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 based on those, especially like old getting 50, percent the idea that that is literally split down the middle, 50, percent. one, uh, you know, it just I, that to me is baffling. It's like, well, huh? I don't I don't really quite get that, and I wouldn't be surprised if Knock at the Cabin is probably going to be the same. I haven't seen the movie. I don't know any insight. I don't know the story, the direction, any of that stuff, but I do worry that that will be the case. However, I do think that this could end up being one of those rare moments for M night that they're going to say, Oh wow. Like those that ripped on him before that's going to give them pause and say, maybe I've been a little too harsh or whatever. Um, But yeah, I just I've got a lot of hope this movie will score really well with with critics. I don't know a lot of people that like old. You might be maybe the only one, and that's so weird because I I I haven't talked to many who have seen the movie.
1: Yeah, that's that's the other thing too. Now, so you said your father hasn't seen old. You still have not watched the happening, correct? You need to watch that before this. That's almost something we should just talk about whenever we cover this movie. Because I, I want you to sit down. That I mean, it's a fun... You, watching that, I think, with a group or your family, I think would be fun.
0: Well, and so that's another thing. I think I might do that, go and see my family, maybe this upcoming weekend, because my dad... And the other reason why I want to see old with my dad is there's a style that M. Night's got that my dad's always been a fan of. And my mom's like kind of been so-so. But in terms of like the style of stories... Like my dad got me into the Twilight Zone and the Twilight Zone is my favorite show of all time. And with that, there's just the structure and style that M. Night, like there are so many things that he does that I appreciate the heck out of. And I know even though I do, that's still under how much you appreciate him. (laughs) (laughs) because You have an appreciation. I do too, but it's also a borderline obsession. (laughs) Now, Now the funny thing, talking about M. Night though, so my dad appreciates his style, but like, The Happening, my dad saw it. He's like, it's not a good movie, but you have to see it. And I was so confused whenever that movie came out. And he said that, I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, you just, he's like, just watch it. He's like, you're going to hear so much hate. And he's like, some of it's understandable, but he's like, you just have to see it. And to the, I've never held out because I'm like, oh, I'm hating on this movie. I've just never gotten around to it. So I might do that because he's actually... Um, I think he's got it... He has it on DVD and then got it... Or maybe on Blu-ray. Yeah, I think it was on DVD and then got it on Blu-ray.
1: Yeah. And you can stream it on Apple TV+. Plus. Every month they have free movies, and there's a bunch of M. Night movies. So if you need to watch it in... I imagine it's probably HD at least. But this is Knock the Cabin, M. Night's second R-rated film next to The Happening.
0: And, and, And two, with The Happening... Right now, The Last of Us, as of the, this recording, uh, three episodes are out, and that is very much so. And I don't know th- – luckily, I've been spo- – I don't know a lot that's happened in The Happening, as in like spoilers. For what I've seen for trailers and various clips, th- it's – since The Last of Us is out right now, it's very much so like Mother Nature – is fighting back so to speak and the happening looks exactly like that so the correlations between those two stories I think would be very interesting to see back to back but also with M9 this is that's been on my list and I I need to so it's going to ha- it probably will happen this weekend yeah i can't believe that
1: so that's next weekend time we're recording on january 25th yeah. which is hard to believe but this is next weekend
0: so pumped this is your start, number one movie.
1: I know. And that that actually really does suck. Cranking that out fast. I'm surprised 80 for Brady didn't make your list. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that looks so bad. Funny story about that. The um the I was watching at work. I there's something part of my job that I have to do and it's every day. And normally I queue up a video and I watch it. And takes about 15, 20 minutes, something like that. And uh, sometimes if it takes longer, like over the weekends, I've got like more time than I've got to kill. So I'll put on like an episode of a Docu series or something like that. There was CBS Sunday morning released the interview and inspiration behind 80 for Brady. And I watched that. I'm like, this is actually kind of a cool story. And they were talking it about. It's kind of a good story. The movie looks awful, though. Yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. So that just looks so cheap. So I, I never watched the trailer until I watched that story. I'm like, that's a cool story. That's cool that Tom Brady picked up this idea and he ran with it. But of course he would. Like it's supposed to, you know, like make him look good the, and and uh, like his career and all that stuff and his following. But so I'm like, oh, okay. This the story sounds cool. The actresses seem to have some fun chemistry. Could be cool. And then I watched the trailer, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. This is...
1: Doesn't it? It looks literally like a made-for-TV movie. Yeah. (laughs) Even the stuff with Brady, like on the field or in the locker room, it looks so cheap.
0: Yeah, and Gronk. Having Gronk in there, I, yeah.
1: Not going to be seeing that. I'm sure there's an audience for it. I don't know who it is. I guess it's for those actresses, but... Holy crap, that looks bad.
0: This is one of those moments where I wish I had the Regal Pass still.
1: <laughs> Long live Regal, man. Do you see the Bring Back movie pass?
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting for for that. I got an email because I signed up because I wanted to know. And it's like, what's interesting, You you have seven days to sign up for this, this new version. And in the same email, you've got the founder saying, it's like the tell-all book. And it's something along the lines of, I want to, I want to be honest with you. And you have the right to know what exactly happened with the movie pass. So for this, I'm curious if it's going to, could this mean it's back for good? Like, are we going to see this? I just, I just don't know if, in, unless you're an actual movie theater chain, how you can make that type of subscription service work. You know, like a third party, like movie pass. Great idea it's a cool idea, but I just don't, I don't know how it's sustainable.
1: And it's one of those where you can't, like, again, you're out of luck, sadly, because you don't have Regal anymore. But, like, I could see four movies a day if I wanted to. And this is limiting. You get credits, but I I don't know if you can use how many per day. I think it's still one a day, maybe, Mm. which is just lame. All these other ones are just lame besides Regal after they dogged you and got rid of that theater downtown your favorite oh, i know like i'm almost i'm almost hesitant to bring up the name regal cuz i'm afraid you're going to lash out
0: I, I actually you know it's funny because fam- a family member texted me earlier today and said who i haven't talked to for a while and said so how's life post regal and it's literally like i'm living in my own hell <laughs> because i don't have it <laughs> That's when you're just praying movies bomb so that it's
1: instantly on streaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But I hope I, I, I hope that there would be like some kind of rebound because especially with Regal and for you living in the headquarters of Regal, it's sad to see they closed. So after the one for me, and that was one of four or one of three theaters they closed during that weekend, during that time, there was what? Two weeks ago, where they closed 39 more locations. Yeah, lots more. And some, some that's of those brutal. are in some really prime spots. And there's one that was recently renovated, and it had like a brand new, like true IMAX, and a few others. And then it just went under. It's like, man, that's a that sucks. Because really, ultimately, I hope that AMC doesn't come in, swoop in, take up a lot of those theaters which i think will happen but it's like right now AMC doesn't exactly have a great rap for doing anything that great for theaters um but man i'm i'm holding out i'm not i don't have a list but that was something that i almost did if if it was if it's a better like a better theater the one here in town, and if it was closer, I would consider it. But those two, those are two very big obstacles. And then honestly, I'm kind of wondering if I should give this movie pass a shot, but I'm worried about getting freaking duped. I wouldn't trust that. Sign up for like a year, and then um, and then they just take my money and go belly up like a month <laughs> in. <laughs> the track record is enough for you. I, I don't think it's worth it. Yeah,
1: I mean, your best bet is the Alamo season pass.
0: It's it's a gamble, honestly. It's it's a big gamble going for a movie pass, and I don't know if I'm willing now that my heart's been broken over Regal. I don't know if I can end up doing uh, the movie pass, but I don't know. I got yeah, now it's down to six days because yesterday I got the email. I think I'm pretty sure it was yesterday. So I mean, I the fact
1: that they're time. like limit like doing a time limit on when you can sign up. I just don't. It's not. It's not going to be good.
0: Yeah, it sounds. Yeah, it's It's very questionable.
1: It's not good. And again, they failed like four times already. (laughs) You can't keep falling for their crap. All right. Well, that that about wraps up this. So the next the next thing that we're going to talk about is it knock at the cabin. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. I hope it's good.
0: It's going to be so good. Got to do. I might end up going through and and rewatching as many M Night movies, including adding new ones to that list, such as The Happening. The Happening's definitely Happening. That's you have.
1: Sure. I was gonna say that has to be watched. Like if you don't see that before this movie, I'm gonna, I might boycott and not even do the show.
0: No, I might do. That could be a fun uh, double feature where I'll watch Old and my dad watches that for the first time, and then I'll watch The Happening for the first time. But I don't know which which one would be better to watch first, since you've seen both of those.
1: There's so many factors that could go into this. Are you gonna watch it late at night? Um, do you get tired?
0: Oh, I, I think so. Yeah.
1: I don't know if we like over the holidays we we did like three Christmas movies in one day, and we strategically did it to where like the middle one was the one we really wanted to see, because you get to that last one and maybe you're tired and and you're falling asleep and you don't want to do that. So you got a fact. There's yeah. all these different factors. I would almost space it. I'd just do old, and then maybe like the next night do okay. the happening.
0: But late, do it l- late at night, right, or later.
1: I mean, it doesn't matter. I just I, I only mention that because I don't want you falling asleep. I don't want you tired. I need you focused for this movie. And I want it like you want everyone that's with you to be nice and fresh and awake because you're gonna be laughing a lot, <laughs> 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 laughing and clapping at what you're watching. Oh, that's gonna be good. And then you can watch and just be like who is the worst actor in this because three people come to mind of just like <laughs> what movie are you in and why are you in this one? Cuz it's the some of the performances are so bad.
0: Man, now I got I got to see the I got to see this hike stat. I mean, I remember
1: seeing that in theaters and like people were laughing yeah. at stuff that was not supposed to be funny. Whether it was like death scenes or like the way people said dialogue and there was just audible (laughs) laughter. It's funny. I think at the time I was like really kind of rooting for Shyamalan to get back on track. So I'm like probably fuming hearing that, but like that watching that with a crowd, I think would be amazing, especially if they were a little drunk. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I like watching roadhouse the other day. I'm like, if everyone in the theater was buzzed, and laughing giddy, this would be the greatest theatrical experience of my life. Because it's that would be it's just so absurd. Shyamalan, dude. Shyamalan's uh he's not back, but he's back. you know you, you know.
0: It's it's where we need to end up doing like a deep fake of John Wick, and we put M. Knight's body on John Wick, and he's like, I'm thinking I'm back. John Wick, a movie, the new one that I just have no interest in.
1: Yeah, me too like the third one was not that great. And we were stretching it thin with that second one. Yeah. It's great. The first one is solid, but then after that it's like, yeah. So yeah, the first one's fun. And I like the world building, but I'm like, this is the exact yeah. same movie. Yeah. And then we do a third one which is just slightly bigger than the second one, but it's the exact same yeah. stuff. It's like, oh, let's now he's on a motorcycle. And then this new one, oh, let's put him on a horse. That Might have been the third one that he's on a horse, too. I can't remember, but he's like in the desert in this trailer or something. But let's let's retire yeah, yeah. that mead franchise.
0: To it's t- it's time, it's time to put it to sleep. And I don't think so. I think they're just ramping up because we got the oh, ballerina yeah,
1: that'll do 19 we, more. Of not, yeah,
0: not only the John Wick movies, but we got ballerina with Ana de Armas and the Norman Rita signed up uh, for that. And then didn't we've got like the hotel, which is with Mel Gibson, right? It's about the uh, what is it? Not the Crescent, but whatever that hotel. Yeah, whatever is. the
1: the Continental or something. That's it, yeah. Yeah, um, the show is it like a show on Stars or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have no interest in that. And yeah. uh, they, you know, they got me with the first one because they killed his dog, and that really angered me. And I was like, "Get him!" And then the <laughs> other ones, all. I just, I just don't care. And I like Keanu, but like, holy smokes, how many times are we going to do this?
0: Yeah, that's yeah, I feel the same. And it's it's that blows my mind how much that's grown in popularity. But uh, yeah, man, I will I will watch it, but reluctantly, (laughs) I'm still going to watch it. But I
1: I don't know if I'll see that in theaters. I got to be honest with you. I that's how little I I
0: could see I I think it would be fun seeing it in theaters if you're with others who are like amped for it that could be or at least in that environment I think that would help but oh man I don't know like it's one of those that I know several who have talked about I'm like okay cool I'm glad I'm glad that you're you're excited for
1: it yeah I'm glad that you're excited but I'm gonna have to like pop an edible if I want to see that in theaters (laughs) and have a good time actually doing that for ant-man quantum mania would be wild well yeah that might be kind
0: of scary actually i think i'd probably run out screaming if you were to see freaking modok and he's like popping off all those one-liners and yeah i could see that kind of that would freak you out
1: the whole quantum realm i think that would trip me up that kind of be fun and then i sue marvel for, for just like really messing my mind up being
0: stuck in the quantum realm like
1: sir, sir were you on something when you saw that yeah but you still made the movie it scared me
0: uh, I think that's the best way to go out on this podcast too as well for this episode so well, that's all I've got to add and until next time I will have seen the happening by, by next time so until next time keep watching